Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. I am a sex coach, psychologist, and relationship therapist. I've created this show to provide a safe space to explore sex, intimacy, and relationship from all sides. I wanted to create a space where all types of people from all walks of life could talk about sex, sexuality, intimacy, and relationships. My mission is to take sex and conversations about sex out from the shadows and into the light. In this space, my focus is on authenticity, out-of-the-box strategies to deal with issues that arise, and helping people to become adventurers when it comes to their sex and romantic lives. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. Please remember, this vlog, this podcast deals with adult themes. So if you don't have privacy, you might wish to put on your headphones. Uh, this week is part two of my interview with Master Black Zeus. Part one can be found on the A to Z of Sex podcast and is audio only. When we talk about authority-based transfer, authority transfer-based relationships, we're dividing them into two types. So we're dividing that into a DS dynamic, which we're saying is more akin to a shorter term agree an agreement rather than a contract. I usually explain it this way because I teach PE, the power exchange. Right. Then I separate that with the TPE. Right, total That's power exchange. Exactly. So that is kind of easy to understand the differences. There is a difference between the two. And even with the EPE, the erotic mm -hmm. um, power exchange, for those persons that are strictly for the, um, the F, I mean, the, um, the key, the play. Yes, and so there are people, um, and I probably haven't talked about this before, there are people who get involved with power exchange really just for the erotic potential of it. Um, sometimes we will refer to them more as tops and bottoms, um, but see, I put it in the, uh, into the EP. Yeah, it's just it's it, it's just it, it is it is. This is something I do in the bedroom and for fun, and it doesn't extend into the rest of my relationship. Right. And then a power exchange. You're talking about a relationship. It's a relationship, and you have um, you, but you have you may have areas that aren't covered. Right? Exactly. And then when you talk about a total power exchange, you're talking about a full-on relationship where all areas of life... everything. The whole thing. But it's interesting to me because um, sometimes people don't get that it doesn't necessarily have to take the form you would expect. For example, people think in terms of the master or the mistress taking control over the money. And the slave turns over everything to master the mistress and doesn't have control of the money. I've seen tons of relationships where the slave is the one who actually manages the money. Possibly. Because they have a skill. Exactly. And so it is the master and the mistress has got the say, but they're doing the management because they have a particular skill. And so the skill is benefiting their owner. And that's how it's set up. And I kind of encourage people to think flexibly about let me explain my slave right now 
she has an income. So I predicate an amount of money for the um, the electricity, the uh, the water, all of the utilities that are involved. The rest of that money is hers. Do what you want to do. Because I'm not trying to make money on it. I might even have a portion of it going to an insurance policy. You see? So the rest of it is my responsibility. And that's what I deal with. But she feels pretty free, the fact that she knows that she has X amount of money to do with what she wanted to do. And some people would do it that way, and others, but there are people who micromanage, and whether they, whether they're, it, 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 with all fine, good intentions, they just micromanage. It's their style to take responsibility and control everything. Um, I think that's probably becoming less common as life gets more complicated. Because it's hard work to manage everything. See, I do, I, I, I do a budget, period. And I, you know, I look at the budget. If I need more money from her, I get more money from her. But in, in the same token, I'm, I'm not trying to take all her money. I want her to feel free to do what she want to do with that portion of money that she has left over. As far as the DNS relationship, and especially like the one I had that was up in Oakland, was here. Uh, I didn't have a thing of the money types. No, that wasn't part of the relationship. But you did have the responsibility because you, because of the goal exactly. of her getting her master's to make sure that she paid the money where she should. Exactly. So if she has the money, she's going to pay for that. And within a year, she had her master's. Which is, a, which is great. I mean, it's amazing. And I think people don't realize that those are the sorts of things that people actually bring to the table for this. Yeah. They think... They tend to think about, okay, so new people look at um, Fifty Shades. Sorry, but that's what they I look agree. at. I, I, I'm I, sorry. I, I use it. I use that. I use that. I, I, I use it because uh, uh, that's how there's been a large influx. Mm -hmm. Okay? So now, but in, in this, and that's why I differentiate when we start talking about leather. If this was developed in the BDSM, is relationship oriented with the king versus a relationship that's just with the king. You might as well stay vanilla. Go to a swing club, they got them, boom, there. Yeah. It's totally different. I mean, it is totally different. It is totally different. Um, older people who, who came in before that, their model were things like um, uh, Exit to Eden and Ramplex Exit to Eden and Story of O and these were the models but in actuality and so people sometimes think that everything is revolving around sex that that's all all this is in actuality a lot of what people bring into the relationship that get that becomes the currency of the relationship has nothing to do with sex but lots of things get eroticized right now and that's what's so cool is that you can come into because of that authority transfer because of that power exchange ordinary things can become eroticized not everything not all the time look i find no erotic potential in doing the dishes right i hate doing the dishes it's not my thing i know people who like it there's nothing erotic about doing that even if i'm doing that as part of my service 
But there are things that I would normally not think are erotic, but as part of service, right. would suddenly become erotic. Exactly. And see, that's that's some, that's that's one of the things that I try to uh, get get across is that we have to separate. If we're going to talk BDSM, let's talk it in its entirety, mm-hmm. not just in parts of just the kink, because I'm probably a, a, a real sadist. But in the same token, uh, there's that other part of the element that I have to take control of. You see, so uh, it's, it's very important that one understands what, when we talk BDSM, we're talking relationship building. We're not just talking kink. I, one thing I, I want to I say, when I talk about um, being mentored and trained as far as my play is concerned, and mostly females that I saw and learned from, is the fact that it was a big thing in Las Vegas when they found out that I played with men. Hmm. Okay, so I played with men. So what? It's a body. I'm gonna I'm say this. I can hit him harder than yeah, I'm gonna it's hit a female. It's fun. You understand? And when I play with him, I put a glove in the left hand. Put a glove on the left hand. Because when I get tired of beating on that that mass of muscle, I'm ready to end that scene. And CBT is me. Then my man. You clean it up. Because a lot of people don't understand that just playing with men, if, you, if you're not into men, that makes no difference. But that's because what you're getting off on is the power and the sadism. And that's what people don't understand that often, and this is actually quite common, oftentimes sexual orientation doesn't even enter into it. You're not fucking that person, exactly. right? You might as part of a scene. I mean, exactly. I've seen that happen yeah, too, that yeah. but it happens in a dominant way. It is about the dominance and about the sadism, and that's the thing that gets off. So it doesn't matter that this isn't your preferred, your normal preferred sexual partner exactly. and your normal sexual orientation. And I know in particular, in the black community, men playing with men when they're not gay, so if they identify as heterosexual or if they identify as bisexual, which is always an issue, it's like, oh, wow, whoa, whoa. I played in a, I played in a, um, uh, a sex club, you know, um, and um, everybody said, Master Seuss playing with a man. It looked like the room's empty to see me play with this man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm being very No, serious. I hear you, and I, well, I think it's funny. It's like, I come watch a scene, no matter who you're playing with, because that's fun to do. And to me, it doesn't seem unusual, a man playing with a man. I, I, because I oftentimes in spaces, unless it's a space devoted to LGBT, you don't necessarily know people's orientations. You can't make any assumptions based on what they're doing exactly. at all. Exactly. At all. I mean, I've... I've Played with gay men. Hey. They had no problem. I got, you know, I'm dominant and I. You're submissive. I got many gay friends. Mufasa Ali is a very good close mm-hmm. friend. In fact, my winning that the Pantheon Leather Award 
the first person to contact me was Mufasa Ali. You see, and um, that, because he knows I'm not gay. So what? But we're friends. Yeah. It has I nothing mean, to do with it. What I think is interesting, though, is this idea of playing across sexuality and sexual orientation is that people just don't realize that actually that's very, very common. And I have a, a theory as to why that is, and I because I believe that actually primary sexual orientation for most of the folks who are heavily into this is actually the dominance and submission, rather than heterosexual, go. homosexual, and bisexual. And, that, and, and that's the very theme that I'm talking about. Yeah. Let's know what we're doing. Yeah. Why not go 25 or 30 years enjoying yourself? I was married for 30 some odd years, and I will take the second 30 years before the first 30, because I was a player player. Mm. I mean, I did a, I did a, like a, a testimonial at Southwest Leather. Uh, Master Steve, he's now a Buddhist monk, has his temple up in uh, Washington or uh, whatever. And uh, he asked, he said, all you black guys, and this was early on now, all you black guys, come up front, sit up front. And then he said, I want to know how everyone is taken coming into this this conference, Baba, and I, I, and I got up and I said, what I found is that I was wrong, and I expressed this to my ex-wife that I was a dog. I was a player, player, and I apologized to her. Wow. And we're friends. We're friends now. How much of that do you think had to do with the fact that you weren't getting your needs met because you really didn't know what they were? Exactly. Yeah. And I got married at a very early age. Yeah. I can use that as an excuse, but it's not an Well, no, I mean, people still make choices, right. so I'm not doing it as right. an excuse. But what I notice is, and unfortunately, it still happens, and what I notice with people is that, and this, is, this isn't this is particularly in the heterosexual community, um, some in the vanilla gay community. If you belong to this community before you fuck, before you have sex, you actually end up having a million conversations. You're, you're conversing about what you like to do. You're conversing about consent. You're conversing about um, every flavor of negotiation. They call it vetting now. Yeah, they call it vetting now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, I just. But you do. You, you spend ages of time before you get in bed, most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. As a result. You actually know about what the other person likes and what gets them off and what they're into and what they're not into. Still, in 2018, if you're heterosexual, you are far more likely to end up in bed with somebody within a, a week or two, if not the first night, and even if you delay it without ever having talked about what you like me, and what gets you off, let me, ever. Let me, let me say this to you. I went that went through that period of the 80s when that hit the yeah. LGBT yeah. Uh, community heavy. And what a lot of people don't understand when I, they know how emphatic I am about that honor, that respect, mm -hmm. you know, that trustworthiness and that integrity. Because if I train my slaves, I don't want you touching my slaves. 
If you ask permission, that's one thing. But don't touch it. Because I'm not going to touch yours. I took the time to get that property. And that's the bottom line of the, the relationships. If we rentally do what I see is happening in Facebook, and in some cases in some parts of FedLife, we will have that epidemic in the hip community, even though we know it's taking place even now. A lot of people don't realize that even with my new slaves and everything, I'd, I'd send them to the clinic. I go and I get my report, even though I'm in the VA I'm system, I can ask them, do the thing, and I, I'll get a report. See, what's important about that is that, is, is that people, and, and I talked with Mistress Nia about this yesterday, people have this illusion that because there's things like PrEP now and and um, that, that there is no epidemic anymore. They don't realize that it's not just HIV and AIDS, that we've got hep C, which is the sleeper disease, that we've got strains of gonorrhea that are no longer treatable by antibiotics, that herpes is still there, that HPV, which she mentioned, is like exponentially what huge. What is the one that actually shows up immediately in males, but is carried with the female and it's not even tested in a lot of the, oh man, I can't think of the name of it. But it's something that I found that is not necessarily in that battery of tests. There are lots of things you have to ask for, like chlamydia you have to ask for. And there's an exponential epidemic of chlamydia, and that may be what you're referring to, no, but I'm not sure. No, it's another one. There's another one. There's another one. And, and what people don't understand is that you have to discuss these things still and you have to that has to be part of your process and you have to get tested and you have to be real about this and know your risk and I don't I know that one of the things people are going to take risks all right they're going to take risks but if you're going to take a risk take an aware risk for example lots of people have oral sex without condoms there's a risk Yes, it's less of a risk than if you're having anal sex, right? Depending on what disease you're looking at. <laughs> but there, but it's a choice that you make. But if you're going to make that choice, make it together and make it knowledgeably. And make it after you've talked about, hey, have you ever had this disease or that disease? Or what, what happens to your family if you bring someone in and they haven't been tested? Well, you spread it amongst the family. If you're poly and you've got more than one person you're sleeping with, you spread it amongst the group. And because I was the player player, I've always identified as being poly. Yeah. Because I love female. But in the same token as a lie, if you're not telling people until after you get them and, you, and now all of a sudden you're poly. Hmm. Yeah, I always see some of that in, in, uh, yeah, in, in a variety of communities um, where it's... Um, it's not stated, the, the dominant doesn't state their, their, their relationship style. And that's, that's what happens. You know, I know uh, Mistress Nia very well. Yeah. And the organization she's with, because I help with that organization. What do you think people ought to set out to learn when they first 
become interested in? First of all, know yourself. Thank you. Just know yourself. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Know yourself. Know, when you go into this, know what you're looking for. You see, not what that other person is seeking. Know what you're looking for. Know yourself. Be respectful to yourself. Would you just go to bed with anybody without knowing their condition? I got, I, I, I was married and, and I was married and I caught a, a STD. Guess what this dumb young man was doing? He was using a condom with his wife and not with the person he was messing with. <laughs> now that's dumb. That's deed dumb. You understand? Smart in a way, but still dumb. But smart because you you know you're not <laughs> passing it on to your wife, right? Exactly. But, but I would still your wife would your wife get wait, suspicious? Wait, but wait a minute, no, no. I I, I had my wife go to the dog. I wouldn't take that. I was young and I wouldn't take that chance. And a lot of times you can lose a relationship because you say that you're going to do that or you have to be tested. And you can lose that relationship right then. Well, and what you were talking about earlier, again, honor and integrity. And, you know, so first know yourself and be respectful to yourself. And being respectful to yourself is, you know, um, Honoring yourself, taking care of yourself, looking after yourself on all levels. All Look levels. after your mental health, your physical exactly. health. Exactly. And then, you know, we all make mistakes. We all do stupid we all, things. We all Every do. one of us. I just I just gave an example of stupidity. Right. Every one of us. <laughs> I just I just gave an example. I was a young man, boom, 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 boom. Got married too young. You understand? Got married too young. But at twenty two and twenty three years old, it's doing something stupid. But, you know, and I think for, for, for people to understand that you make a mistake, you acknowledge it, you apologize where you need to, you learn, and, and, and you move forward. You move on. And sometimes there's this thing about D-types, M-types, apology becomes an, a difficult issue. Acknowledging that you screwed up becomes a difficult exactly. issue. It doesn't need to be. Exactly. And if you've got S um, slaves and submissives, S types looking and expecting perfection from that person, you're not perfect. Why would you expect them to be perfect? Exactly. So it it happens. So um, just to kind of finish up, the last thing I wanted to talk with you about was the things that you believe. where we need to go from here. What kinds of things do you believe the community needs to develop and individuals entering need to be looking to develop towards? Well, I, I think because of the large influx of uh, people of color and not just people of color coming into this dynamic, though I myself, I'm more concerned with the, the disease because I witnessed I got friends right now that that I got gay friends right now that have uh, was in that that uh, that mess. I just don't want it to be an explosion inside of this dynamic with all of the king and a lot of the S types thinking that there's going to be hey they might love having sex after getting spanked, mm-hmm. but you still got to be careful with whom you are having that sex with. 
So that we need to not forget that disease is an issue. Exactly. Uh, that, that's the first thing that I would say is plus the fact, if you're going to tag it BDSM, remember BDSM is about relationships. Yeah. And that, that transfer of power. I have all, I have 20 issues of gore, the, and especially the first five um, editions, which was from the, 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 the starter of gore, the writing of gore. And in my training, I also have 20 muses from a gajira. Wonderful. And that's in the last part of my lessons because I want them to understand what it is to be after you've given that transfer. Mm -hmm. It can be this way. It might not be as extreme as this, but that's what you face. So you're seeking to capture the, the, the feeling element of that. Does your um, leather have spirituality? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I, I, I feel I'm, I myself have the spirituality of the Orisha. Okay. I'm a Shango. Okay. I recently, my my ocean that served me for the last eight years, she has developed her her M slide. Mm -hmm. So that takes away from the S side. Right. The service to me, my ocean. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's my, and I. I have a slave that's a S, uh, SU. Um, now Phoebe, who's my slave, home slave, period, who's really an anchor to my mm -hmm. my family. Uh, she has Phoebe, which is a, 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 a Greek. And most of my slaves and submissive always had a Greek name to it. See, I, I, that's another aspect that I wanted to bring out because for many of us, many of us have spirituality. Um, many people, there are many different traditions that people follow. Mm -hmm. uh, but many of us would, would say that our houses are faith-based, regardless of where they are. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then that one. Right. So I've got, I've got babies. That, tattooed everywhere, so. so. So spirituality is is a, it should be a, um, the master should have that, that would embed their house. That brings that into, exactly. embeds, the, embeds the whole and, house. And Ava, yeah. Ava uh, like um, one of them was, you know, was, he, everyone had, um, you know, Aphrodite was my very first slave slave. Mm-hmm. Meter. can't think of her other name, but I developed her into an M-type because she was a police. She had a whole lot of dominant spirits, and I got tired of punishing her. I said, I got something for you. So I mentored her into and she eventually had one or two slaves. And that's another good one. And, and, um, this is great because so many things are coming out, which is there are people who are switches <laughs> that like both sides, and there are also people who start in one place and, go to and end up moving to the other, and, and it goes both ways. Exactly. And, of course, 
years ago, it was considered appropriate if you were going to master to start out by experiencing service. Guess what? If you saw me, you saw me with my pup cap. That was the first piece of leather that I got in my evolution. And I wear it proudly. Okay, you see, this one, this one is not like the pretty ones that people see, but this was my original a long time ago. Yeah. You understand? This probably should go in uh, Mom Mom Advice Museum. Museum. Yeah. You see what the I'm library saying? and museum. Exactly. Library slash exactly. Museum. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You see? But I wear it proudly. I got a pretty hat on. That's pretty comfortable. No problem. Thank you so much for joining me. I so appreciate this. Hey, I'm, I've enjoyed it. And thanks for listening. This has been Sex Spoken here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Um, I will have links so that you can find Master Beck Zeus and the training that he does will be both in the podcast notes and in a note underneath the YouTube video um, for anybody who wants them. And they'll be also on my website. Please contact me at Dr. Bisbee at the-intimacy-coach.com. That's dr. B-I-S-B-E-Y at the-intimacy-coach.com. Um, if you enjoyed this and you're watching on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe. Please leave us a review. If you have been listening to this podcast on iTunes or Stitchers, please, please do leave us a review. It really actually does make a difference because it means that more people will be able to find this content. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thanks for tuning in. You were just watching Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave me a review on YouTube. If you've been listening through to the audio-only podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, please leave me a review there. And do head over to https colon forward slash forward slash the-intimacy-coach.com to check out more of what's going on on my website and join my mailing list so that you have up-to-date information on all things sexy, intimate, and relationship related. Thanks for watching.